Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Success isn't about the end result. It's about what you learn along the way. Vera Wayne. Hello to all of you creative photographers, and welcome to today's episode with an amazing photographer and entrepreneur, Stacy Levins. She and her former partner built one of the most successful and profitable portrait studios in San Diego, and maybe even in the world, <laughs> and I'm super excited to hear how they accomplished this big dream. And I'm also super excited because she's going to discuss what she's up to now as she's gone on to new adventures. Just to let you know, my intention every week is to share practical and motivational insights that will help you turn your passion for photography into a highly profitable business or maybe reinvent your business if you feel like it's time for that. Thank you in advance for subscribing, rating, and sharing this podcast. And if you'd like to connect, you can go to lucydumascoaching.com or you can email me at lucy at lucydumas.com, Lucy with an I, and learn more about my coaching programs with Insight Training. So let me introduce our special, special guest and my good friend, Stacy Levens. She's an acclaimed master craftsman photographer. She's an author and a personal branding expert. She supports online entrepreneurs to be the face of their brands. With over 30 years in the photography business, as well as as a former model, she brings her eye for detail and her heart-centered focus to transforming the image, confidence, and branding of her clientele. She's a former partner at Visual Photography, a portrait studio in San Diego, where she dedicated two decades building and maintaining the reputation of a local business committed to giving back to its residents. So she'll also be telling you about a new exciting venture that she's up to called The Proof, but I'll let her tell you about that. So welcome, Stacy. Hi, Lucy. Hello. Thank you so much for having yeah. me on your show. I'm so honored. Well, gosh, we've been friends a long time, and I've been a fan of yours for so long. And so I want to share you with, with this new podcast world that I'm building. Awesome. I'm so happy. Thank you. So tell me a little about your start in photography. Oh my I think people would find it a little different and interesting. Wow. Okay. So I think I'm one of the rare people that started with a career in high school and hasn't stopped. Right. Okay, wow. So I'm 51 years old and my career started when I was 18 and I was in high school and I was at career day and I had this gentleman named Paul Stanley, a mutual friend of ours, uh -huh. whose wife came to the uh, career day and started talking about their life in photography. And I was just so inspired that I walked up to her right afterwards and I said, oh my gosh, I really love what you do. Can I visit your studio sometime? I'd love to see your work. And she looked at me and she's like, we're hiring a receptionist. Do you want a job? And she like hired me on the spot. 
Wow. I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) It was so fun. And so I worked for them for, I think, maybe eight months. Uh I went into college because I stayed local for college. I went to San Diego State and got a um, a degree in fine art. So um, I was just, I spent the first five years of my career um, interning at different uh, photography studios in town. So I got to learn from some of the best. And along the way, I also did a lot of modeling for a lot of portrait schools. So I really got to be on the other side of the camera. And I tell you, I probably learned more um, by having all that modeling experience um, equally as I did learning my craft as a photographer. So what are a couple of big lessons that you learned from interning with photographers? Oh my gosh, I learned so many beautiful jewels from um, each of those very talented photographers. So um, one in particularly, uh, Stan Lawrence taught me a lot about marketing, right? Like third-party promotions and how to um, leverage uh, and create programs. He was great for that. Um, Judy Wright showed me how to do a beautiful home-based business and Mm -hmm. how to build a gorgeous studio in your home. Um, Carla Warren taught me a great structure on how to do event photography. Uh, I worked with Joe Butts as well. And this is probably one of the most beautiful portrait artists I've ever met in my life. He taught me, you know, posing, lighting, and passion for starting a portrait session. So would you recommend to our listeners who are just starting that they take the opportunity to work with other with established photographers absolutely yes you learn so much i mean you learn what you like and what you don't like really fast right, right? so stacy i have to tell you i only uh well i worked for two people when i was new i did the same thing as you and i basically learned what not to do mm-hmm. <laughs> that was valuable too <laughs> so exactly. yeah you, you learn right and and I learned social skills from each one of them they all had their own way of interacting with people and you know if you're if you're a photographer that wants to learn the trade you know if you want to be a portrait artist learn from people who love people right ooh that's good I like that quote learn from people who love, love people. people because honestly you know if you uh, <laughs> I didn't. I don't think I could work for a still life photographer. I think I get really bored. Mm-hmm. Me, my rush, my juice comes from interacting with people and getting genuine expressions. Yes, right. And I uh, know yours is that way too. You know, you absolutely beautiful, emotionally heart centered. Um, you know, portrait sessions, and so that's that's what juices me up. That's what gets me excited. So I really liked learning from all the different photographers that I was with because they all had their own secret sauce. Mm-hmm. So, and I loved you actually listing those names because many of them are people that I have loved and some are not with us anymore, mm-hmm. but their legacy lives on in you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And in everybody that, that you touch, one of my reasons for wanting to, to do this podcast as well as my, as well as my coaching is because as with you, I stand on the shoulders of giants of amazing photographers that that gave everything to the industry that taught us with such passion and i don't want their legacy to disappear right. i i want as i think you do too i want to carry this forward 
so that then the the people that are building their businesses today will carry it forward in the future. Absolutely. And I even look at the early mentors that I modeled for and that I worked with closely at West Coast School, which was a great, you know, place for us to get a lot of our training. Remember West Coast School? I think they're still oh, yeah. I think they're still thriving. Um, but I I'll drop some more names for you. Um, Don Blair, Monty Zucker, um, Bruce and Sue Hudson and Sue's yes. So yeah, these are people that I worked very closely with. Yes. That gave so, me a lot of the, the, the groundwork for my training. Right. And if people want to look up, you know, Google those names, image those names. Mm. I'm sure that that there are images still on the internet, like like Daddy Don Blair. Oh my gosh, he was the best, wasn't he? Daddy, oh my gosh. Oh. Yes. Um, modeling for him. Anyway, it was great. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Monty Zucker. I mean, their work lives on. And um, yeah, what a what a gift you had for getting to be up close and personal uh, with with those giants in our industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so what year did did you start working? 1986. Wow. So I am oh. celebrating 33 years in my profession. Hooray. Yeah. So I just started four years before you. So we have, we've seen a lot. Yeah. And so that leads me to want to know more about how you and, and Daniel Canfield mm-hmm. decided to start a business that became one of, if that, in my opinion, one of the most successful studios in San Diego hmm. for decades. You know, tell me, tell me what happened or what the dream was or idea. Sure. Well, when Daniel and I fell in love, we both merged our companies together. Of course, his was quite bigger than mine. Mine was a home-based studio, but he wanted to open up a children's division into visual photography. At the time, it was just a senior portrait um, place. We had another partner at the time that was doing a lot of weddings. So we were really turning this, you know, once carriage trade studio into something of a little bit higher volume. But our goal was we want to increase our volume without losing the quality. So yeah. we kept putting quality first, whether it was a wedding, whether it was an elementary school, whether it was a high school senior, um, whether it was children or even simple Santa pictures, we wanted to maintain um, the, the beauty and the quality of a carriage trade studio. So we fell in love and that's how we started our journey together. And we were together for 23 years and we've seen, we, we have seen many iterations from using carding negatives when we first started together back in 19, you know, 90, what was it 94 together? Uh, we were carding negatives at the time. You remember doing that, Lucy? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we transitioned, and we were not one of the first people to transition into digital. Um, so our lesson was back in like 2003 is when people started using digital in 2001, uh, we just kind of sat back and watched because we knew the technology was going to get better and better and it was going to get less expensive. And we were watching our colleagues spend $50,000 on one camera, yeah. <laughs> uh, which like barely held a, a you know, two meg camera card, right? It's like it was the, the technology was just wasn't there yet. So we were kind of watching them. We were calling them the being on the bleeding edge of technology, not right. <laughs> yeah. the bleeding edge, right? So yes. we carefully sat back 
um, much to people saying, you're wasting all this money. Why aren't you jumping into digital? And you know what? I, I have to give a lot of credit to Daniel. Um, he jumped in right at the at the perfect time. Mm. Um, he definitely led the charge on that. So by the time we went digital, we were fully ready to go digital in our studio. And we had the protocols and the systems all lined up and completely networked. And we had like 12 stations, computers, network stations um, in our studio and just had everything so streamlined um, where we could afford to make the transition, right? Mm-hmm. And this was, you know, in, in the age where labs were making the transition too. And so we were also one of the first ones that had our in-house lab and we did all our own printing. So we said goodbye to a $250,000 lab bill mm-hmm. because we could do it much cheaper, less than half. Wow. So we saved some money there. Right. Um, so yeah. So it was. It was a. We've seen this. Uh, we've seen this industry go through a lot, and yeah. and I have to say the next. And so that was about in two thousand three, two thousand four, is when we made that um, transition. That mm-hmm. was the same time that we decided to open up two studios because we knew we had the technology behind us and the protocols to set in place to duplicate ourselves. And so that worked out really well for a while, and then we just thought, you know, having more was not better. So we, I think we had that lease for three years. And after we assessed it, we're just like, okay, yeah, we're doing well. We're making well over seven figures, but are we happy? Mm -hmm. You know? And the answer was? No, not really. We'd rather just put all our eggs back into the one big studio basket and really just service the community as best we can. And Mm -hmm. from that came a beautiful program that we offered to the community. And it really set us apart from all the other studios. And it kept us in business for a long time. Nice. I want to ask, can we put a pin on that program? I want to hear more about it. Um, But I have two questions. Mm -hmm. First of all, how did you maintain the quality? Because Both you and Daniel are master craftsman photographers, which in the Professional Photographers of America world, that is a very high achievement. And it's about the quality of our work. And it's also about giving, teaching, serving, and so forth. So you two had the standards of quality. You had quite a few photographers. You had staff. It wasn't you and Daniel photographing only, correct? Correct, yeah. So So how did you maintain that quality level? I think it has to do with the talent that we sourced. We had some really great photographers that worked for us that that never left. I mean, we have these lifers that are still working for Daniel as we speak. Um, Mm. Just to give a a quick note to the listeners here is I'm no longer with the company. Daniel and I divorced uh, last year and I, we have, since moved on from each other, but we are still big fans of each other's work and fans of each other's lives and wish each other the best. So um, I can speak to Daniel with all affection in my heart and and a big fan of the studio still. So um, what's beautiful is that the photographers still work for Daniel in visual photography. And we have, I'll say back in the day when I was there is that we really encouraged them and um, empowered them to be creative, but uh-huh. we did certain standards that we wanted to, 
you know, in part. So I think the osmosis of both of our master craftsman talents were infused into the talent that worked for us. So another question on that. Weren't you afraid that they would learn everything from you and go open a studio and take all your clients away? No. And I said it with that that tone in my voice just because there are some people who have that fear. So tell tell me about why I, I don't think you had that fear. Tell me about that. Sure, sure. Well, you know, we always encourage them to do their own work. But we knew we could keep them busy for certain parts of the year. And we made them that promise. We said, look, from May to November, we're going to keep you, we're going to, we're going to keep you employed, you know, with, with senior portraits. And for the rest, we were the first ones to refer them weddings because we no longer did weddings. Mm -hmm. And so we encouraged them to be creative. In fact, um, when it came to print competitions at the local professional photographers association, we were the first ones to say, bring us your work. You know, Daniel and I used to be, um, judges. So we'd say, show us your work. We're going to, you know, critique it on the spot and, you know, let's look at your portfolio and see what you're going to excel in. So we were big fans of their work Mm -hmm. Um, and they still do side gigs, right? So um, they'll do their own schools that they got their own, you know, that that, that they got on their own. Um, They'll do their own senior portraits at a different school. Um, So yeah, it's, I, we just never tried to stifle their creativity, nor their own livelihood. Right. So it sounds like a, a big win-win. Oh, for sure. For sure. I had a lot of fun along the way too. Yes. One of my favorite expressions is that a rising tide floats all boats. Amen. And it sounds like, ooh, I just got the tingles saying that, like, <laughs> like shoulders all the way down my legs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounds like you knew that as you helped them rise, your business grew and you just kept giving and supporting and they kept giving back. And I know a lot of photographers would love the opportunity to work without having to get out there and, you know, get all the clients through the door. So that heck, maybe someday I'll ask Daniel (laughs) if I just want to do more photography and less marketing. Hey, Daniel, can I just do some photography in your studio? (laughs) Sure, he would love that. Are you kidding? Or just the sales. You know, that's my superpower. Yeah. Uh, I could probably make us both rich. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's great. My volume. Um, Okay. So the one other question, um, or is this a question? Okay. So when you had your grand opening, Mm -hmm. And I walked into your beautiful studio. My jaw just dropped. Oh, wow. And very often the word luxury brand comes up. And for my money, you two designed a luxury brand from the start. Even though your plan was to be, I don't know if you'd call yourself high volume, or medium volume, but a lot of a lot of people came through. You had lots and lots of clients compared to, let's say, a boutique studio out of the home. So, tell me about what created that luxury. Why, you know, like describe the studio, and why you walk in there and it felt like uh, I'm going to be spending some money, <laughs> and it's going to be worth it. Oh well, first of all. Honored that you said that because that's the it's exactly how we wanted to make people feel and and it wasn't necessarily the luxury but in a way it was like 
we wanted people to walk in and say, wow, you deserve to have this for your family too. And Mm -hmm. we wanted it to feel like someone's home. And we didn't want to make it too opulent, obviously, but we wanted to make it, you know, hey, come in here and have a seat. And we'd often have people that would just go next door to the coffee shop and say, can we just sit in here for a little bit <laughs> and just sit on the furniture and just relax? And this is, I'd be like, absolutely. Just make yourself at home. You know, if we have, if you have any questions or are curious about anything that we offer, of course, we're here to help you. But um, no, they were, they were, um, it, it, we really wanted to create something homey. In fact, we ended up giving a tagline to our business was your neighborhood portrait studio. So oh, I love it. We just wanted people to know that we're part of your neighborhood, we're part of your community. And um, when Daniel and I put together the studio, we did not want to spend a dime in advertising. That was really important oh. to us. Uh-huh. We never spent money on that. We decided instead to put all, you know, tens and thousands of dollars back into the community through the forms of programs. And so that was the differentiator that set us apart at the time um, that kept us in the brains and the hearts and the minds of, of our neighbors, of our community. And it was very carefully crafted and it's still very successful today. And I think that's what has kept us, kept our reputation so high Mm-hmm. As in the eyes of the school district that we were serving, and in the eyes of the neighborhood, um, we put our money where our mouth was. And last we counted, I want to say, I think it was maybe 2017, we had looked back and over 15 years we had donated, it was like, I want to say like 800000 back to the community. Um, it was a lot of money. And it was, it was, we were dedicated to um, making sure that the, that our people were served, right? Mm-hmm. So tell me what kinds of things you did, what your programs were. We had were. two major programs that serviced the high schools. Um, one was called the Fraternity of Academic and Civic Excellence, and that was a um, program that honored the um, the top 30 GPAs, basically, of the schools. Um, in, in the Powell Unified School District, it's really interesting because there's no class rank they did away with class rank, I want to say like in 2012. So mm-hmm. our program, our FACE program, which is, it just celebrated its 20th year last year, um, was the program that all parents knew, oh, wow, if my kid's in, in the FACE program, they're at least in the top 30 of their class. So oh, wow. It became very reputable. Um, it became recognized by all the major colleges. And it was, it, it held high esteem. And we donated um, that program back to the high school. So we would photograph every one of the, the honorees and we would pair it with a biography that we helped them write about themselves. So there was an academic component as well. And then we highlighted those, um, those students throughout the community um, in the newspaper, the, at the district, in, in the local malls. And we held a beautiful ceremony for them at the end of the year where the senator would come and give certificates away to these students. It was a beautiful program. And mm. so then the second program we started was called a peer ambassador program where we trained 12 students from each of the five high schools to um, go out into the community, specifically the elementary and the middle schools, and become role models 
to those young children. And so we created uh, trading cards for them that they could hand out that on one side had a picture of them dressed in all their spirit gear, their school colors, and maybe holding a symbol of their interest. So if it was a football player or if it was a violinist or if it was a gymnast or they would be wearing their uniforms on the front of the trading card. And then mm-hmm. back, what was really important is that we encouraged and we would hold workshops for these kids that teach them how to come up with a stand for statement. And a stand for statement would sound something like this. I stand for never cheating on a test because I feel it really only hurts you in the end. Hmm. Um, I stand for always being kind, always and in all ways. It, that was one of the ones I remember that stand, stood out the most. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it was beautiful to see these kids just really express themselves and think about what it's like to communicate with a five-year-old, right? And how yeah. can you communicate kindness, fairness, you know, all these beautiful characters um, to the elementary schools and how can they show up and be this role model? this superhero, right? So we would train them to go into the schools. Um, They would play at recess. They would go at lunchtime. They would give assemblies. They would walk in parades. And and some of my favorite, my favorite stories is when we would get all the kids together and they would say how they would get stopped in the grocery store. You know, they'd look down and someone's pulling on their pant leg and, and say, Hey, do you have a card? Or will you take a picture with me? And so that was my favorite program. And I would would train these kids. I would give them stage training and teach them, you know, how to um, use a microphone and, and how to, you know, give a really effective speech. And it was really, that was probably the thing I missed the most about, you know, my divorce is like, what the studio is that leaving that program was like my favorite, but it was, um, it's still alive and strong and, and it's Mm -hmm. Taken a little iteration, both these programs. Uh, I just talked to Daniel last week, and they've kind of merged the two programs together. So now it's like one big fat program. So I'm really excited that it's still alive and well. And yes. and, and on a, if there's anything I can tell your listeners who are building a photography studio is find a way to align your core values with a with some kind of um, give back component to the that the community can, you know, live with and, mm-hmm. and benefit from. Um, it's, it's, yeah. it's just the best way. It's like, don't spend a dime in advertising. Just right. don't. Just give it all back to the community in a way that's going to benefit you. And of course, if, and I want to let you know that for every trading card had our logo on it. Sure. So elementary school kids could see visual photography from the age of five. And know by the time they get to their senior picture, she'll right. like, oh, that's the they school. They want visual. Yeah. So it's interesting, Stacey, because my last podcast interview with Jenny Edwards, we were talking about networking with other uh, wedding vendors. Mm -hmm. And we got into talking about how much giving brings and not giving because the intent is to get, you know, I hear your passion Mm -hmm. when you talk about this. I don't hear like, who we've got this little plan and we're going to get them in our clutches, but that this sincerely was a labor of love. And naturally, when we support others, good things come our way. Interesting. Maybe the subheading of this podcast someday will be, you know, how to give your way to success. It's so true. You see a theme coming. So, I know that you also developed a a new passion Mm -hmm. and um, in the studio, which is the branding. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? We're 
Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like a whole new division of photography that is so much more than what we thought of as headshots. So um, I'm sure our listeners would love to know about that. Sure. Well, I'll tell you, you know, we had the photographic industry, we had to get really creative over the past decade, right? So back in 2009, I started working with an online influencer. Um, her name was Lisa Sasevich. And she was coaching entrepreneurs on building their businesses online. And so she had me photograph, do a bunch of photographs for her. And then she invited me to her tribe and said, Hey, how would you feel if we gave your, you know, uh, an opportunity for people to work with you in my tribe? So she exposed me to people from all over the world that were willing to fly to San Diego just for a photo session. Wow. And it was amazing. I had clients from Australia, Europe, the UK. I mean, I had, I had a woman fly out from New York city, from New York city. She flew out <laughs> and went home in the same day. Just to get, wow. I mean, yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was beautiful. I loved it. It was just an exciting business. And so there, there was a way that I helped her develop very specific um, tools and specific shots that these online influencers would need. And I call them my five must have photos. Every, every, you know, entrepreneur needs to be the face of their brand. So I had a little, mm-hmm. you know, little, um, a freebie I gave away on my website. And it was really, really helpful. And that's what I became known for. So in addition to creating these really great specific headshots and, and photos, um, I also did lifestyle photography. So I would have, you know, I would go all around the United States photographing people. Like I just, I just did one in, in Boston and in the, in the fall foliage back in November and, and I'd fly all over and just photograph people in their natural state. Right. And mm-hmm. images would be used on their website and their blogs and, and all of their Facebook ads and things like that. So there's definitely a, an industry out there that needs a photographer, needs a good photographer. So yeah. it, it's definitely marketable. Um, yes. Also included, because I have a graphics design background from college, I also started doing branding for them too and creating logos. And, and I even did websites for a while. Um, so I, I really grew to love working with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, people who had really unique things to say. And so, you know, creating this division that I did, which was called my image artist, um, I was able to really help craft brands for, you know, these influencers to be seen. Right. And, and that Mm -hmm. to me is my, has become my strongest core value is this, you know, embracing the individuality of, you know, talent and how can we best show that. So I have to admit something to you, Stacey. Yeah. <laughs> in my coaching, when I have somebody who is really interested in doing portraits, executive portraits, I've often sent them to your my image artist Aww. website to say, hey, let's think bigger. Let's think, expand your vision of what can be valuable to people. And so... Thank you for that. That's a little true confession. Oh, well, I'm honored. <laughs> That's great. I, you know, I mentored a lot of people and, and I don't shy away from mentoring people from, you know, what they want to do because there's so much to go around, right? Yes, you know, absolutely. A bunch of little restaurants with different recipes, you know, right. You know, so yeah. I figure like 
the more we can lift each other as we climb, the better we're, the better we are, you know, give in the spirit of generosity and your heart is just that much more free to really preach it, build, yeah, build the the life you want to live. And and, that's right. Yeah. So I've never really been afraid of sharing my stuff. No, I mean, I've kind of, I've, I've looked at some people's motives and not agreed with them and maybe not wanted to work with certain people, but Overall, you know, I am pretty good read. And if I, if I like you, man, you're in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So thank you for inspiring uh, some of my coaching clients mm. with the work that you're doing. I remember the conversation uh, at dinner with our local association where you were sharing this new passion. And it's just been amazing to watch it unfold for you. Oh, thank you. And speaking of that, how else is your life transitioned? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, this might come as a shock to some people. But um, yeah, so last year, uh, I had another transition. Not only did my, you know, Daniel and I completed our our marriage, and we completed our business partnership in another spirit of blessing and love and, and genuine concern for each other that we wish each other the best. Um, I have repartnered in marriage and in business with another Dan. Um, his last name is Levens, hence my new last name. Most of you know me as Stacy Canfield, but now I'm Stacy Levens. And I get to take, I'm so like, I, I pinch myself every morning when I wake up, but I get to take my life up another level and take all the talents that I've learned over the past 33 years and apply them to what I'm doing now. And what my husband and I are doing, it's called the proof. What's wonderful about what we do is we give entrepreneurs, thought leaders, an opportunity to perform on a live and virtual stage their passion about why they do what they do. Mm. And we create videos. And I'll tell you, if you're a photographer out there and you want to up-level your business, offer video especially if you're working with entrepreneurs, online influencers, anybody that's got a, a, a business that's reflected online, video is the number one thing that people ask us for. It's not even the photos anymore. It's the video. So if I can mm. encourage anybody out there to get some kind of video background, partner with a video artist, an editor or whatever, but that's what people are looking for right now. Um, so that's just a little side note. How could they participate? So. Tell us more about the proof because there might be people listening who it would be the perfect thing for them. Yeah. In fact, okay. We host events uh, and and events allow for between five and eight speakers a night to get on our stage, almost kind of like an open mic night, as you can imagine, like at a comedy store. Right. But what this, what this does is that people have three minutes to get on stage and share a monologue about why they do what they do. Many of them share stories of their childhood, you know, how they got a spark when they were, you know, eight years old, or maybe some traumatic event made an impact on them, or there was some defining moment sometime when they were in college that sparked them to go down a path to do the passionate job that they do today. And what's wonderful about that is that we, we often get compared to TED and those TEDx, you know, uh-huh. talks. We're often compared to that. And we love that comparison because it's easy to say that a TEDx talk focuses specifically on the big idea, the what, right? Uh What we focus on is the why behind that what's idea, 
right? Uh, Who is the person that came up with that idea and why are they so passionate about it? So we were very specifically branded on the proof stage. Everything's photographed in black and white. So we want to make that very intentional because when you're scrolling through social media and you see this black and white stage, it's very, you know, carefully crafted to with exposed brick and black plates. When you see someone on that stage, you go, oh, there's a proof talk. I've got three minutes. I can watch this. I can be inspired in three minutes. Ah. So it's very carefully branded. With my branding background, of course, I put a lot of thought into this. Um, What also I get to bring forward is my talent of I photograph. I do a beautiful black and white portrait study of each of the speakers. And so those images are highlighted on our website because each speaker will have its own page. We have a portal now that you can go to on our website, which is witnesstheproof.com. Um, if you go to watch the proof in the navigation tag of that website, you'll see all of our speakers and you click on the speakers and you'll see their portraits right there along uh-huh. with their biography and a transcript of their talk with their videos. So it's, it's almost like we're trying to create this catalog of humanity and mm. why and share that with the world. And it's taking off. We've just been asked to go to Amsterdam in October. We're coming out to San Diego in September. And oh, yay. Yeah, yeah. So you could maybe come <laughs> and talk there. But um, yeah, it's, great. it's a great opportunity for us to even up-level what we've been doing, what I've been doing for the past 30 years. And videos yes. are fun. So as succinctly as you can, how would having these videos and these or the video and the photographs, how would somebody use them to promote their photography business? Absolutely. Okay, this is a perfect and first of all, let me go on record saying I would love to host a proof night of nothing but photographers. I think that'd be powerful. Um yeah. we like to work with themes, like we just had healers night and it was phenomenal. And we had a panel afterwards and it was great. So, um, yes. So how this is used for each individual entrepreneur is in a sea of photographers, wouldn't you be more attracted to find out the truth behind why someone wanted to pick up a camera in the first place? What drove them? Mm -hmm. Right. So after someone gives a three minute talk about why they do what they do, we follow it up with a one on one interview with either myself or Dan with the speaker and we flesh out their what. So oftentimes when people get on stage and give their why talk, they're not allowed to talk about what they do because that's not important about what you do. It's like, why do you do what you do in your life? So Mm -hmm. it's in the interview that we flesh out, oh, by the way, I'm a photographer. And then the audience is going, what? It's like, it's, 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 it's so fun to be on that side uh, and watching the audience like jaw drop, right? So like we had this one woman get up and talk about her times of domestic abuse. And hmm. it was a heart-wrenching three-minute talk. Um, when you found out what she does for a living, it's like the, watching the audience's reaction was hysterical because she revealed that she's an MMA fighter, mixed martial arts. Wow. So she gets in a cage and beats people up for a living, which ironically, you know, <laughs> but, but knowing why she does what she does, you're kind of rooting for her even more. Yeah. So it sounds like even the journey, uh, people get to know themselves better and then are able to communicate that with the world in many ways that you say that because we don't know if we're in the marketing business or we're in the transformation business because, well, don't you think that, (laughs) don't you think like 
with photography. Don't you think we're in the transformational business also? Yeah, I think I think definitely we are. I think that if we can show people their true essence in a way, and I think it's not just showing them who they are, but it's how they feel during. Yes. How they feel during the session. And then what they look like is the big transformation. Yes. For me, my senior portrait, which was only 15 minutes, it was the first time I, first of all, been professionally photographed. But the photographer was so complimentary and said I was very photogenic and put me at ease. And it it was life-changing for me. Mm. And so I know that with the people that you and I have photographed and that the listeners photograph, the experience itself is impacting their lives. And then to be able to see themselves beautiful. I have a Bruce Hudson portrait. You mentioned Bruce earlier. Mm -hmm of me that captures my essence. Mm. And every time I feel like, oh, I think I'm, you know, I don't know. We all get in those moods where we're not feeling too good about ourselves. And I look at that portrait and I go, oh my gosh, that's the truth of who I am. I'm beautifully made, you know, as is everybody. I'm, I'm me. And I, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. That, absolutely. Yeah. By just you sharing that beautiful story of how you were made to feel, you know, sitting on that stool for 15 minutes back in whatever, 1980, whatever. 1970. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I think what's, that makes the basis of a beautiful proof talk. Right. You know, it just is so beautiful because it really probably was one of the big things that made you feel like, wow, I could do this. I'd love to make people feel special. Yes. Yes. And that's why you do what you do. Right. And it's also why I love to photograph people and I love to help people's businesses grow because I can't and you can't and Daniel can't photograph everyone in the world and give them that gift. Every child deserves to see how precious they are. Mm-hmm. And then I love that you've taken this 30 years of, of passion and continued to evolve to something that, you know, it's a new and exciting way to support people in their businesses, but also in their lives. Mm-hmm. It's been very rewarding. Yeah. I, I just love how you keep, you keep growing and growing and growing. Thank you. Thank you. I'm kind of shocked at how much storytelling is involved. And, and uh, that, that's been the big surprise for me is like, wow, I get to use my writing skills again. And this is mm, really nice to help people craft yeah. it. So um, I wanted to have you share how people can connect with you. And I know um, you'd like to invite them um, to be a part of your community. So can you share? Absolutely. And I know most of your, your listeners are probably on social media. Um, and so we have a beautiful Facebook group um, and it's called how entrepreneurs message their vision. Okay. So if you just go in there and click and apply to be in our tribe, we would love to have you because we're continuing this conversation. Um, and, and I, I want all those photographers out there to, to realize that yes, you are an entrepreneur, right? right. And we cannot just rely on our photos to sell for us. And there's a way we can message ourselves to distinguish ourselves from each other 
right? In a really pure and purposeful way. And we will show you how to do that. And we would love to invite you to the conversation, bring your artistry to our group, meet our people, interact, um, you know, listen to Dan or myself when we go on Facebook Live, interact with us, learn. We'll have wonderful content, um, right. have great workshops that you can sign up for. And, and so we would love to interact with you there. It's absolutely free. And cool. if you want to see some of our proof talks, um, you can go to theproof.tv. That's for our YouTube channel. Or you can go to our website, which is called witnesstheproof.com. Thank you, Stacy. I knew this would be a really special conversation and, you know, so many deep, rich, inspiring things unfolded. And I did not know about your face and your peer program. And it just makes my heart so happy that you, you're always supporting other people. And I know that's, that's the ground of your success. That's the foundation of your success is coming from that place of generosity. So I just celebrate you and I'm grateful for this, this chat today and you know how much you've impacted my life sometimes with just a word or two of wisdom. Um, So, you know, I'm grateful for that as well. So I love supporting photographers who are passionate about building a more profitable business while sharing their creative gifts with the world. So if you haven't already downloaded, this is for my listeners, downloaded my ebook on marketing or connected with my private group. The private group is Insight Training for Photographers. And uh, the website where you can also get the book is lucydumascoaching.com. And that's it for today. And again, I want to thank Stacy Levens so so much for this conversation and maybe we'll have another one in the future because you have so much to share my friend thank you Lucy take care you have been listening to the highly profitable photographer with Lucy Dumas if you've enjoyed this podcast please rate subscribe review and share to connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs just go to lucydumascoaching.com Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.